you are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, an official apparel affiliate of the NFL and the NBA. Please check the pinned tweets on both mine and the True God's Twitter so that you can support the brand and uh, get your NBA and NFL gear through our link, uh, WWE as well. But we'll get to that on the wrestling show later on in the week. We are here tonight, today, this morning. Man, things are cooking, both in the NBA and in the NFL. News, games, playoffs, everything, all of it. We'll kick off with... Now, the main news story that will be popping when this morning when you listen to it will be an NBA story, but we're going to try and wait around for our guy, Axe. So if you want to go straight to the main NBA story, and that is the shocking news of the Bucks shit canning their coach when they're second place uh, in the Eastern Conference, third overall in the entire NBA. And then the reasoning they gave behind it, I could not fucking believe what I was hearing. And we'll go into that later on. If you were here for that, I'd just go ahead and fast forward to 35 to 40 minute mark in this pod and we will be rocking the NBA. But up first, the NFL playoffs are narrowing down. We are down to the final four. Uh, and I think, you know, obviously, you know, like I've been saying, all you got to do is just listen to this pod and we're going to tell you what's going to happen in the games. I sat here last week, told you all about how that Packers and 49ers game was going to go. And that's exact fucking way that it went. It was the worst possible scenario. The 49ers looked like a team that had not played meaningful football in three weeks. The Packers were on fire. It was as razor thin as it gets. The entire checklist of every ugly ass 49ers loss this year all happened on Sunday. And I just fucking knew we were going to lose. I was like, here we fucking go. Brock Purdy not looking good. Debo Samuel getting hurt right off the bat. We gave up nearly 100 yards in penalties. How many times have you heard me say that on this podcast? Everything was breaking the way that a 49ers loss always breaks. Not to mention, super rusty, haven't played. It's a fucking pouring rainstorm. Brock Purdy really struggled the last time we were in a situation like that against the Cleveland Browns. However, this time, Brock Purdy's final drive to get them in game-winning position was not fucking ruined by a kicker. It was sealed by Christian McCaffrey. Um, the discourse on Twitter is, of course, exactly. There's nothing new here. I don't know how much time I even want to spend on some of these people. Because at this point, there's just there's just no way for Brock Purdy to win in some people's eyes. If he plays like shit, oh, well, that's because he sucked anyways. If he does a great job, if he has amazing game and amazing numbers, well, that's because he has great teammates. There's nothing he can do that is right in the eyes of these people. You know, everybody was posting this, oh, Shanahan and them, they haven't come back from five down in the in the fourth quarter ever. 
Uh, They're posting that like it was the gospel over and over and over and over all season. Then they do it. And then you got people like Keyshawn Johnson saying things like, oh, well, it wasn't 10 points. Like for the whole year, that five point thing was the was the was the gospel, the, the, the lost book of the Bible. And then when they do it, it's not good enough. Oh, well, okay, they came back, but Brock Purdy, his longest pass was, I saw somebody say that. Well, his longest pass was only 30 yards. Is 30 fucking yards not good anymore? Hey, of the four quarterbacks who won this last weekend, guess how many, guess who had the longest pass touchdown of all of them? Brock Purdy. So if, if, the 30 yard is not long enough for you. I don't know what to tell you. Then I'm dealing with these people. I'm just going to start asking people when they say these things. Person, before I do the work and take you to school and teach you a little bit about football, do you even care if the stats completely prove you wrong? Because if you don't, I won't put forth the effort. Because these things that people say, the stats prove them completely wrong. They say, oh, check down merchant this, check down merchant that. Brock Purdy hit seven different receivers during this game. Obviously, I kind of leave Lamar Jackson out of this because he gets it done in a bunch of different ways. He didn't throw the ball. He didn't have a huge passing production game. They still whooped the shit out of Texas. But Mahomes and Goff, do you know how many receivers they hit during their games? Seven. Do you know how many completions to running backs or short out of the backfield around the line of scrimmage that Patrick Mahomes had? 15. Do you know, or 16. Do you know how many Brock Purdy had? 15. Do you know how many Jared Goff had? 14. Every statistical measurement Brock Purdy was at or better than or the same as as when it comes to checking it down to the running back of all the winning quarterbacks this past weekend. So I don't know what we're doing at this point. I don't. I just don't. I don't know. People are just going to say what they want to say. It's also interesting. I don't know what it is. Maybe Tay has a theory something that he's mentioned maybe in the past maybe it goes to the rest of the team why is it that people just don't like the 49ers what did they do why whenever they struggle do i see all these people popping up out of nowhere crawling out of the sewer to celebrate when something bad's about to happen to them that's something unique about the Make up their roster. I don't know. I don't know what it is that everybody just hates so much about them. I don't know. Tay, what'd you think about Green Bay 49ers? Um, it was a, it was a pretty good game. The Packers definitely, uh, they proved me wrong. I thought they would have a bad game. I would say they had a pretty good game. They lost, but they played good. Like, they play in the team during the next round. Um, Jordan Love, like, yeah, he had a case of just a bad last drive. Like he had a great game up until the last drive. And when you throw an interception like that, people forget the rest of the game you had. 
So that's unfortunate. But uh, yeah, Aaron Jones had a phenomenal game. Ran all over the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Packers pretty much did everything they could. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame the kicker. I, I'm not doing that. I heard something interesting. I heard somebody say something interesting, and that well, you know, we'll talk about Bills Chiefs. Um, but I heard somebody. It was it was Bomani Jones said the kicker's primary job is to clean up the mess of the the offense left. So how are you going to blame him? Yeah. You don't want him to fuck up the game? Okay, well, then score a touchdown. Get a first down. That's true. So, you know. Hey, any thoughts on why people seem to be so gleeful when, when bad things happen to the 49ers and when Brock Purdy struggles? Um, a lot of people, I would say it's because of how strong the roster is. Like, a lot of people don't – I would say it's like a super team in a sense. A lot of people don't like to root for super teams. A lot of people like to see the downfall, like the Eagles. That's everyone – that was everyone's Super Bowl right there. Like, and I think that goes uh, with the 49ers as well. When teams have great rosters and don't uh, perform to their roster and they underachieve, <clears throat> everyone becomes happy. So I would say that's why because you're a super team, like pretty much. It's funny because people say it's a super team, but the only first-round p- player they have on offense is Brandon Ayuk. Everybody else was either a later-round pick or was a castaway that the that the other team that traded them to the Niners couldn't wait to get rid of. I think Brock Purdy is a skin-colored thing. Like, if we, he was but he'd be the best ever. I'm telling you right now, he'd be the best ever. Damn straight. Yeah, I know that for a fact. Damn right. That's yeah. right. We supposed to we supposed to cheer for we supposed to cheer for our people. I mean, especially you know, in, I hate though, like it, nah, because you gotta think about it, right? Think about it. It's the conversation that happens, right? Where like Lamar and uh was Lamar and whoever, like any black quarterback, when they run, you know, it's just, it's like, oh, they're not Da da da. Well, they're not quarterbacky. Remember that shit that yeah. that lady, that lady yeah. said they're not quarterbacky. Uh-huh. Josh man. Allen uses his legs, and he and it, but like he he runs like a motherfucker too. So it's like it's it be shit. It's shit like that. Like Brock Purdy did, don't. I don't really. I don't necessarily feel like Brock Purdy gets. I I I know I know Eric. You see it a lot more because every time I like scroll the timeline, I see you going going at somebody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brock Purdy. So I'll be like, this motherfucker just won't let this shit go. So, but most of the time for me, like, I see people like, oh, he not, he not legit. Da, da, da. That, I don't think that has anything. I don't think that particular thing has anything to do with race. It's just that I think people just don't like. It's hard for people to buy into uh, quarterbacks that they didn't want to believe in in the first place. So it's like, well, I think what Tay is saying is not necessarily that they dislike him because he's white. I think he's saying that if he was black, he would be getting the support. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, everybody would be happy for him. They'd be like, fuck yeah, we got another black quarterback. He's balling. I think so. Yeah. It, de- it really depends. I say that one, that one really depends. Like, that one really depends because, like, I've seen black people give a lot of flack. I saw black people give a lot of flack to Lamar, but like, before, like, too. I see before, it. still now. <laughs> like still, so it's like you, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it really depends on 
who you are as a quarterback and what and what you represent. Because when even when Lamar first started, you know what I'm saying? He was out there, you know, repping Kodak Black. He was doing this, he was doing that. A lot of people did not support support him. And they were like, oh, he just he just he ain't no quarterback. I I've been in a barbershop and hear him talk and say shit like that. And like I I don't go to supercuts. So obviously, you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not fucking talking. I you know, and so they're like, man, he, he ain't no quarterback, man. That nigga be running and he real, real, he, he need to be, he need to play running back or wide receiver, some shit like that. And I used to hear that and I'd be like, bro, like Cam Newton was just like two years prior to that, the MVP, or two, three years prior to that, when you first, you know what I mean, when Lamar first came league. Like MVP had like amazing season. And it's just like, why, you know, like you I, I think all that shit is, I think all that shit is stupid. Like quarterbacks in general, like was Brock Purdy. Whether it's Lamar Jackson, like quarterbacks don't have to do the exact same thing as the next quarterback. Everybody, that's the whole thing about, you know, like when when John Elway was was in there, Dan Marino, you still had your, you know, Randall Cunningham, you still had your Warren Moons, like they did set different things. Black quarterbacks have always been seen as, you know, more mobile and for good reason. But that shit ain't got nothing to do with nothing. That ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I never under I never understood it. I think sports is stupid and I think football is stupid when it comes to that, which is a very um interesting. That's why I said we shouldn't cut it out. This actually is a conversation that should should be had, I think, about race uh and, and how people see it. Because we talked about we talked about that shit when the when the, the quarter the quarterback comment came out. I feel like we yeah. discussed that. So it's like Brock Purdy, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is what it is, yo. Like Brock Purdy going to go, he he he's gonna get, you know. I mean, he in the conference championship. You, you gotta get some credit for that. So, I mean, at some point, you know. At some, at some point, point uh, I don't know. But it it seems like for some people, like I said, there is no point. Like, there's just there's just nothing he can do that's gonna be good enough. They're gonna keep moving the goalposts, they're gonna keep changing their minds. But you know, I guess that I guess people who cheer for Baltimore, guys like that, they they know how I feel, because same shit with Lamar. No matter what he does, you still are having the same fucking conversations and arguments. So it never it, it never it ends. It, the, these conversations never end because everything is rooted in fucking, uh, it's fucking really fucking bullshit. You really want you know what I mean? You really want to like talk about it. Everything is rooted in bullshit. All these conversations are rooted in bullshit. Brock Purdy can go out there and have great games. He can go out there and have bad games. Everything is hot take culture. The problem, and I saw you when you quoted the the, the tweet about uh, Brock Purdy from that doctor, that famous doctor who was talking about sports media and, and the conversations around it. This is part of the reason why we exist, uh, you know, in doing what we do is because of the fact there is no outlet that really puts forth the conversation. You know what I mean? Like that conversation, like there's nobody that puts forth that conversation to be like, Hey, Brock Purdy, uh, if Brock Purdy plays bad, you know, we're going to, we're going to be on his ass. If Brock Purdy plays, plays well, we give him credit. I think that's what's missing in general with sports media is that the sports media has so many agendas and they got their scripts and I want people to understand they are scripted. These people are very fucking scripted. So when you see stuff like that, I you know, I said this conversation, these conversations to me, I'm like, hey man, Brock Purdy is what he is. Uh he he's 
he's he's balling. Uh, he's been balling. So, I mean, he was in MVP so, uh, talks the whole fucking good, season. I think a good way to sum it up is like when we talk about these players and we evaluate what happened from week to week, we're not starting from a standpoint of like, okay, how does my agenda or how does my narrative shape around this? We just evaluate what happened. So like, right, those guys on these shows, they're, they've decided either Brock Purdy is good and I'm going to fight that fight or they decided Brock Purdy's not good and I'm going to fight that fight. And then that's how they yep. shape, how they discuss what happened over the week. This is how it proved what I thought and this is how it proved what I thought. On here, we're just evaluating what happened and what the trends are. The three-game skid, he was playing like shit. I was like, maybe this, maybe this ain't going to work out. I got to see it. I got to see him do better. When he's been doing better, like, hey, he's strung together a lot of games. He's shown me a lot of stuff. I think he's probably going to be good to go. But it's not from a position of, well, I've picked my spot, and now I have to defend or or advance it. And that's the difference. Right. Any thoughts well, on uh, that, that Green Bay 49ers game? Uh, Man, I was hoping Green Bay pulled out the win. <laughs> just just because this would have made, you know. It would have made it just more fun. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, like, it, it is what it is, man. Like, I, I think the Packers may made it farther. Like, if you go back to, say, week five or six, I don't think anybody would have expected the Packers to be this close to uh, making the fucking uh, NFC Conference Championship. You wouldn't have thought that. So I think you got you to tip your hat to the Packers and everything that they they accomplished, everything that they did. Um yeah, I, I think it was a very good, uh, very very good game in the sense of if you if you like, um, shit like you like a game that comes down to this and also comes down to stupidity amongst the <laughs> the, the like everybody because I'll be honest like that like. The game was so it's just so stupid to me. Like some of the decisions made, like Jordan Love's decision making, like the towards, towards the end. I was just like, damn, man, like this is very stupid of him. Very stupid. But he's, you know, this is first, this is first rodeo, you know? So well, that, uh, he kind of started to get the idea, I think, that that he has to do everything. And when you start approaching plays and designs like that it makes you prone to doing too much. And that's exactly what that last play was doing way too much. Yep. But, you know, like I said, it is what it is, man. I think, um, you know, I, I, th- I think honestly, when, when I look at, uh, look at that game, it's, it's, it's just one of those things. It's a learning experience. You know, there's no guarantee that they'll, they'll be back, but they're a young team and they're definitely hungry, a hungry team at that, you know, and I think that is what's going to make uh, all the difference, um, really. It's just them going out there and learning from that, and we see it all the time, right? We see plenty of times where people just go out there and they learn from their mistakes and they they get better, but, you know, if in, in, in football, there's, the, there's also that question too, right? Like, oh, yeah, did they learn from their mistakes or you'll be back, you'll you'll come back, and they never do. So yeah, that's happens one of those times, you know, and so that's one of those a lot things, of things have it. to come together for a big season in football. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then, you know, it is, <laughs> it is what it is, man. That's the game. You know, that's just the game, brother. Like sometimes it works. 
sometimes it doesn't. And uh yeah, that's that's where things are right now with um with with, with Green Bay. I I, I thought I thought they played a good game. Um, not a, not a good game in a sense of like I was not expecting them to have leads or anything. I I thought they would be playing from behind the entire game. Oh, I fucking did. I absolutely. <laughs> I, did. I, I I thought you know I just thought they were going to be playing from behind the whole game. I'm and not. I, I wasn't gonna. I was. What was the spread? Gonna... You took the spread, right? You took the spread on this. Oh, this, on this they game. were the Niners were ten point favorites. And you and you and you bet the spread in favor of like in the Packers, though, right? I teased it down, yes, to uh yeah. to a seven and a half, yeah. which was a fucking nice little victory. Um, yeah. I knew, I knew, I figured the Packers either win or it was going to be close, and it damn sure was. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna. I was gonna do a little bit because I've been having all these fucking. These fucking Packers fans, man, they can't just shake hands and say good game and go fuck off into the sunset where the fuck they belong. Having to scream and cry. Oh, the Niners didn't beat us. We we lost the game. Oh. Uh, you got 100 yards in penalties fucking given to you. To one penalty for the Packers. You had the most miraculous fumble recovery in the history of the fucking NFL. I thought to slam my head to the goddamn glass window. You had the fucking Niners on a terrible night. You had people slipping and falling to give up touchdowns. All this shit, bro. You had two, not one, two third and longs converted for you by pass interference, continuing your drives, first down, deep in Niners territory. You had all that break for you, and you couldn't get the fucking job done. So shut up. Christ. Niners, Lions, what do we think? I know Tay's ready to say some some villainous shit right now. I can see it in his eyes. What do you think on Niners, Lions, Tay? Um, I'm going to go with the Lions, man. Okay. I'm going to go with the Lions in the Super Bowl. I think Jared Goff going to return to the Super Bowl. You know, I didn't think the Lions were good. I still don't. <laughs> but for some reason, I just feel like I just feel like they'll get it done. Like, I can't even explain it. It's like um, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to describe it. Like, I just feel like they'll just get by. I don't think they would win in the following week, but I think they'll get by. I think they'll they'll go Go to California. You know, I think that'll be a high scoring game too. Like I think both teams could be in the thirties even. You know. If the way that the Lions defense and the Niners defense performed last week is any indication, you're not wrong. It's probably yeah. gonna be a, a thirty five to thirty one situation. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a matter of who has the ball last. You know, I don't I don't know the status on Debo Samuel when that Debo Samuel was very important to the 49ers offense. Um yeah, I'm gonna give the edge to the to the Lions by less than a touchdown. I mean, you would think he was very important because people talked all and on and on and about and on about how Brock Purdy went 0 and three when he wasn't there, and they got real quiet about how important he was when he was out this whole game. And Brock hit five different receivers on the final drive to win the fucking game. Anyways, <laughs> so 
and this is this is a good culmination of the season because so many of the themes that I've talked about since July are all going to come together here. If the sloppy, lazy, soft 49ers from the three-game losing streak and from last week show up, the Lions absolutely have the cast of players to beat them. They have enough blue chips. They have enough stars. They have Laporta. They have St. Brown. They have Montgomery, Gibbs, Hutch on the defense, CJGJ in the back. They have the horses to pull this off if the Niners do not show up and lock the fuck in. Uh, also, and I include in that Kyle Shanahan. Because Kyle versus Dan Campbell should be should be a big advantage for the 49ers. But I don't know what fucking guy was out there last week. You know, as True says, as Tay says, every time they look at their TL, they see me fucking smacking, smacking somebody about Brock Purdy, right? Obviously, I'm a supporter. Obviously, I think positively, positively, positively of him. But... In right now, in year two, Kyle, 39 passes for Brock Purdy, probably not the fucking recipe for success, man. I don't know what the fuck was going on last week. I don't know what you were thinking. I don't know what you were trying to prove having this man throw 39 passes, lots of them out of an empty gun with no threat to run or play action. And fucking around at the end of the first half like that. He played his cute little games where we're supposed to get points before the half and then get points coming out of the half. We got fucking zero during those four minutes. We can't have a sh another shitty Shanahan game against this Lions team. Please. I was ripping my fucking hair out, screaming, run the fucking ball. Christian McCaffrey had six yards per carry. The Lions defense was given up. Six yards per carry last week. Please run the fucking ball. This is it. There's two games left. Who cares if McCaffrey gets 30 fucking touches? We got to win. Please, Kyle. If Kyle Shanahan shows up and does his thing, if the Niners show up and play clean, let's go with this. They get five penalties or less. One, just one turnover. We're going to be all right. If the team from last week, to include the coach, shows up, we could lose this fucking game. Absolutely. Absolutely, we could lose this game. True thoughts on the NFC Championship? Well, one thing uh, we didn't really get into, actually, while we're talking about the Packers before, now, we didn't really get into the Bucks and the Lions game like that. So, um, I'll say my takeaway from both of the games that I watched was that neither team looked great. <laughs> Honestly, I think the Lions turned it on like a little bit, but they were struggling. And so I think you you then start to, you know, if if, if the Bucs had went in uh, to take on the 49ers, I would have said, I would say the 49ers would smoke their boots. Um, just because, you know, Baker Mayfield is, He's not ready, hasn't been there before, and, you know, all this other stuff. 
you know, Jared Goff wasn't um, he, I, I don't think he was like amazing, so to speak. I thought he was he was very solid. His numbers look like he threw 43 times, he had 287. Um, whatever. But I think the key is gonna be Gibbs. And I think uh, Gibbs and St. Brown are going to be the keys for them against the 49ers because Gibbs has a level of speed that in just, just ability that I, I think Montgomery has shown that, you know, Montgomery has his moments too, but I think Gibbs is your guy. You can, you can, you can pay, you, you can give them little, you know, them small passes to Gibbs and he takes off, he's gone and you get yards. St. Brown is St. Brown to me had a like a fairly pedestrian game uh against the Bucks. So, you know, I think he he might be due for, you know, and it was like okay, you got 77 yards, but it's like I was expecting him to go off. And they they went to Laporta a lot. And I think Laporta is is a, a very much an X factor for this game, too. And I mean, do we know the what's going on with Debo? Do we have like a so there's no, he said, there's nothing, this is hard to say correctly without it sounding crazy. There's nothing, I don't want to say there's nothing wrong. Obviously he's in pain, but there's no x-ray is negative, MRI is negative, I guess is what I'm saying. Nothing's torn, nothing's broken, nothing's, so I don't know if he has like a bone bruise or something. I don't know. I don't want to say anything that's going to piss a bunch of people off, but my reaction to that was like, okay, so what the fuck is the deal? Like paying the guy $20 million. It's the fucking playoffs. You're the heart and soul of the team. Nothing's broken. Nothing's torn. Nothing's structurally fucked up. But what are we doing here? I, I, you know, but. Well, I'll say this. Nobody, nobody knows for sure. And also I advocate if somebody, you know, wants to look out for their health, look out for their health. On a personal I'll... level, on a personal level, I encourage that. On a, you're playing for my sports team, I'd rather somebody else be paying somebody 12 20 million dollars to make mm-hmm. that choice but yeah so my well, thought is that he will do what it takes to, to play in this game how long he plays in this game lord knows um because he leads the league and uh rolling around on the ground after the whistle plays but whistle blows but um yeah i think he plays uh well I'll say this. <clears throat> if Debo plays, I don't feel like he's gonna be extremely effective based on you know what's what's going on. Uh obviously the key for the 49ers going to that super fast white man CMC. Uh you can also I, yeah. I I was interested in seeing who's gonna be the guy against the Lions. The Lions doesn't necessarily have like a, they don't have a great, uh, you know, secondary to, to me. And you don't think they've really shown that their defense is, is no, super def- strong. No, the defense sucks. Know? They've given up so 400 total yards in like six straight games. I just so, saw a stat. Yeah, I'm fucking baffled as to why Aaron Glenn is getting fucking interviews. I mean, good for him because Lord knows, uh, you know, piles of mediocre white men have gotten fucking hired for fucking coaching jobs. So fuck it. But like goddamn, <laughs> their defense but has been terrible lately. I say this to say one thing, and that is, the Chiefs, when they were on the rise, the biggest 
thing that people kept saying was their defense just wasn't going to cut it. The defense just wasn't going to cut it. I remember, you know, the offense is amazing, but their defense is not going to cut it. I remember hearing that. And what happens is that sometimes your defense can find a sweet spot when it's needed. Unfortunately for Detroit, I don't expect it to happen. Um, I th- I think we will see the 49ers win, but I personally, just for like the, the hell of it, I would love to see the Lions pull out the victory just because I think it, like it would almost get like it's a, such a shocking element for a team that couldn't win a playoff game to make the Super Bowl. That would be uh, yeah, like playoff game in how, how many years was it? You know, and now we you know they're in the NFC uh, you know conference championship. So that's where I would be like, okay, that is something that's exciting. That is something that uh, I would like to see, but I'm gonna go 49ers, man. Just yeah, 49ers for sure. Uh, I can't, I can't imagine the 49ers. Um, I, I don't know. I can't imagine the 49ers not winning. I could see this being a close game. Could turn into a shootout between golf and Purdy. That's always a yeah. Um, here's here's the stats: 350 plus yards passing in five straight games. Ranked 29th in red zone defense. Hey yo. Well, any and you when they got when the other team has Christian McCaffrey, doesn't really bowl too well. But um, whatever. You that know, play action should it. be cooking. Should be cooking. Axe has joined us. Thoughts on the NFC Championship: 49ers, Lions. Um, I definitely think the Niners win this game. Um, shout out to Jared Goff getting the Lions to the NFC Championship game, especially after he was ridden off by the Rams and beating the Rams. I'm pretty sure that felt good. But I think it comes to an end here. I think the line, the Niners D-line is going to pressure him. He's not going to have a great game. Um, I just think the offense and the Niners be too much. Because when we played the Lions, like, we gave them damn near 40. It was moving the ball on them with ease. Like, they tend to give up a lot of big plays. So, I'm not really – I just think the Niners make too many plays. Even if Debo isn't 100%, I still think they got enough firepower to make it happen. Um, maybe don't see Detroit get there. They haven't been there in years, but – I personally don't see it. I think the Niners are too much, but I think it'll be a close game. It'll be like 31 to 20 or something like that. If I was to take a guess, it's not going to be a blowout, but I think the Niners win pretty handily. Let's go ahead and get to, I'm sure, what is deep in your heart. Does this feel, let me ask you, coming across, <laughs> coming across as, you know, I'm in the same situation with the 49ers. Does this feel just like the longest fucking week? Like, goddamn, I just want it to be Sunday. It's a lot of anxiety, man. Yeah. Like a whole lot. Yeah. I feel like I won't feel this way for the Super Bowl. Like, with Super Bowl, you got there, like, it's two great teams. Like, fuck it, what happens, what happens. But this week, I'm just like, goddamn, like, come on. I just want the, I just want it to get here. You know what the trash part is for me, though? Like, I coach 13-year-olds in basketball. I got a game at 345. So I'm going to miss like a chunk of the first half, and I'm sick. The games are on Sundays? 
Yeah. Saturdays and Sundays, yeah. You talking about the basketball games. Uh so I was talking to somebody about this Chiefs Ravens game. Also interesting for our I know, I know True's gonna like this. True's interested. I think maybe Tay uh-huh. a little bit too. For our conspiracy theorists out there. Ah, uh, yes. The NFL has assigned the referee. This is fucking real. You can look this up. The NFL has assigned the referee who has thrown the most flags against home teams this year to ref this game. For anybody who thinks that the NFL just badly wants wants Taylor Swift connected to the Super Bowl. There's your, there's your first piece of piece of possible evidence. And I was laughing about that today until I realized that would mean that it would be the Taylor's the, the Kansas City Taylor Swifts against the fucking 49ers in the Super Bowl. I don't fucking need that. Because if they make it, goddamn, well, obviously the NFL is gonna want that the the end of the game, the kiss, we're going to Disneyland to be fucking Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Don't want that. So Ravens, I'm gonna need you to put a stop to this bullshit. I was talking to somebody today, and I said, you know. I didn't really realize it till like till like sat back and thought the Ravens and the Chiefs are extremely similar. They're almost mirrors. They have great quarterbacks. They have the number one and number two scoring defenses. They have a mixture of either washed or no name receivers, other than Zay Flowers. Great tight ends. Great tight ends and good running games and good offensive lines. They're almost fucking mirror images on all of these weird levels. So it makes it tough for me to call as much as I'm going to get heat for this on this pod. I can't pick against Jordan and cleats until somebody beats him, man. I just can't do it. So I think... I, I think I think the Chiefs are going to pull this out. Go ahead, Axe. I mean, talk to me about it. Man's been to six straight AFC Championship games minimum. Like he doesn't know anything less than that. So I understand why you want to go with that. But I feel like this year we got some special momentum. I think Lamar's in a different zone. The past right. few years we played Kansas City. It's been close. We had, we didn't play him this season, but last time we played him, we won thirty six thirty five. Um, and that was with Greg Roman in coordinator. So I feel like Munkin's going to have a better game plan. Hopefully our front four can get back there on Mahomes because blitzing against Mahomes, he dots that shit up. So we need to, like, get I, – I don't – I'm not really convinced that their receivers can really get past our secondary one-on-one consistently. I think Kyle Hampton plays a big role. Humphrey might be back, but if not, Darby played very well last week. He only gave up two catches of 28 yards. So I feel like um, our defense this season is playing at such a high level. If we can get some sacks on Mahomes, we can get some good momentum going. Like, I'm confident we can win this game. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Like, I'm very, very anxious, though. Like, I haven't been in this position since 2012. But, you know, I, I'm hope I'm hopeful. Like, I'm feeling pretty good about this game. Like, Mahomes is a dog, though. You know it's going – I don't think we're going to wash them or anything like that. 
I'm hoping it don't go down to the last drive. I'll say that much. If we go down the last drive, I'm shook digging and like I'm sweating. But <laughs> if we can win by double digits, that'd be ideal. But I, I just got Ravens win. That's all I can see. Tay is falling apart over there in his place. He's got like tears streaming down his face right now. What is it? What what trouble are you ready to cause over there, Tay? What she said, he said uh the Ravens and Chiefs are mirrors. No, they're not. Chiefs are better. Every position. I'm taking the Chiefs <laughs> secondary. I'm taking the quarterback, the running back, the tight end, the old line, the D. I'm taking everything but the middle line, the, the linebacking court. And that's close too. They're better. And um, but he was saying, he talking about 2012, this ain't that same team. They don't got that. They had Joe Flacco. This this is a different team. This, this Ravens team is a different team. That team is better. This ain't that same team. Um, I'm definitely going to Chiefs. I, I didn't even think about that. Once they beat the Bills, if you beat the Bills, he going to the Super Bowl. That that's what that was to me. Whoever beat the Bills, so yeah, Ravens. They they're not even gonna score ten points. It, it, it'll be pretty bad. <laughs> It's gonna be pretty bad. It'll, it'll, gonna, it'll be pretty bad out there. The Lamar hates coming back. I'm mean, we'll see it again. Oh, I, I told you Lamar wasn't a good quarterback. That's gonna come back. He'll win the MVP. He'll be another uh MVP quarterback that's not in the Super Bowl. I hate when that happens. But I said be- it. I said it a few a few couple weeks ago, and then I think I said it last week too. We still haven't had that game that Lamar always has where he like forgets how to play football for three quarters is it so but that could be this could be the year this could be the year where he leaves that behind and it just doesn't happen and it doesn't happen ever again like Lamar's he's a fully formed in his final form badass elite quarterback or is this week going to be the week oh yeah Uh, like I said they're not scoring more than 10 points that's their limit right I'd be shocked it's it's gonna be really bad. Like Ravens fans, that high on the Chiefs defense because I'm not. I'm not high on the Ravens. They're defense. they're pretty they're pretty they're pretty nasty. Nah, Sneed is nice, Chiefs but like we, you see, have you seen what we've done to like these other so called tough defenses? Like who? San Fran. They suck too. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been great lately. <laughs> Yeah, I like who? Also, we also we brought this up, but y'all got the ball on the other side of the fifty yard line a lot of fucking times in that yeah. game. So y'all I don't did. know if that I don't know if that necessarily <laughs> speaks well. Thirty your piece Cleveland. What hope? All right, we put up thirty on Cleveland. If you get the ball in the red zone every time, you better win the game. It's, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, like the Chiefs aren't going to be able to contain. Like they haven't seen nobody like Lamar this season, and they, they struggle with Lamar. Who has? In the <laughs> who has? Who they struggle with Lamar in the past. The Chiefs. They have one time. No, no, no. They have. They, they have. They no, 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 no. They struggle in the past before. Like they've definitely struggled in the past. But also, the Chiefs' defense is fucking terrible. Uh, over the last, to me, it's like we're not terrible, but like very, very lackadaisical might be the word I'm looking for here. Uh, but they've definitely struggled with Lamar. I don't think they've. And I agree with X. I don't think they've played anybody that's quite like uh it's quite like them, uh, honestly. But um yeah. I I yeah. I'm I'm surprised I'm surprised you're so sure 
I'm surprised you're so sure, uh, Tay, about, about. Are you surprised that he's so sure? It's. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am slightly actually. It's I am a reason. actually surprised that he was. So, I know he's a hater, so that's whatever. Um, but I am surprised he's so sure because nothing about the Chiefs is, makes me feel super comfortable with them. Uh, I just just not super comfortable with saying that. You know. You know what makes me feel su- super comfortable? One five, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he, he's better. Better than that Lamar guy. I mean, it's it's just a fluke run. It's like the, the the Cam Newton run. That's all this is right. This season is right here. He'll lose this week. And he'll go all back. right, all right, all right, okay, all right. They so, both okay. got great kickers too. I just thought of that. Harrison yeah. Bucker, Justin Tucker. I'm telling you, these two teams. Right. One of okay. them gets a little more publicity than the other one. They're very similar. Yeah, the Chiefs get all the publicity because of Mahomes. They've always. That that's their their go to. Ah, I don't know. No, that's very that's very uh, the the Chiefs over this last a lot of media, including this podcast, a few weeks ago was like the Chiefs are in a fucking free fall. I don't know if they're going to do anything. Oh no no oh no oh no yes this year because they did okay yeah I'm talking about talking about this year I'm talking about the hype that's getting thrown behind these teams this year. I mean, of course, you want the team that had the best record. That's why the team you kind of you know hype up. That's just that's just, just the way it goes. Chiefs are sneaky similar to the Ravens, who everybody just assumes is this juggernaut that's going to run through everybody. I Which, to the credit, they have. Yeah, I don't believe the Ravens are a juggernaut that's going to run through just run through everybody. I think this is the best Baltimore Ravens team that they've had since Lamar has been there, in my personal opinion. I, oh, know that sure. team I, I heard people saying this might be the best team, overall team, that they've had ever in Baltimore. I mean, it, I guess there's an argument for it. But, Ray Lewis I mean, said it reminded him of 2000. I mean, but he said it himself. I don't know if anybody is – I don't know if anybody on this team is on that level of multiple players on that team. McCrary, Bullware, Ray Lewis. I mean, but overall – no. Overall, it's a fantastic fucking team. No, but defense-wise, no. That 2000 Ravens defense is – that's historic. You you can't compare it to that. Offensively, yeah, I'm going to take Lamar over Trent Dill for sure. Yeah, let's say like – Tay is dying over I there. He's dying. It's <laughs> close. You think it's uh, – you, you, nigga, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm going just, to just keep on going. Yeah, it's about to be a two-time MVP at 26 years old. Like we ain't paying attention to that. Well, also, treachery. also, but yeah, also I don't I, also tell you your nonsense about fluke run. Lamar has been a consistent player when he's healthy, pretty much his entire career. So I like that's that's zero gross. losing seasons. He's a commanders fan. He don't know shit about that. Yeah, like he got and- a 700 winning percentage, <laughs> like 20 and one against the a- NFC. Like fuck is we talking about, man? One and of also, the winningest quarterbacks of all time to start off his career. Also, what do you mean? And also, with that, Lamar has he I think he's he's lived up to expectations and far exceeded them. To win two MVPs, the way he's done it, go from being a guy who they didn't say he was really a quarterback to being clearly one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Of course, Mahomes is a better quarterback. Obviously, I think I think uh, it's not something you could argue. But I I don't think when you have that conversation about who's the best, Lamar is right in that uh, upper echelon. So that's what you you kind of 
have to take that in consideration. I don't think the Ravens, though, and this is why I think Lamar was MVP. Like the um the the Ravens aren't really uh, like their weapons on offense. Bums. When I when the you know when the year started, I was just like nah. But then Zay Flowers kind of you know stepped no, up. And, Zay Flowers is legit. Otherwise, bums. They you know Odell like cool. Odell. You know twenty twenty four Odell Beckham Jr. Aguilar, Nelson Aguilar, like really, like Aguilar's actually know. been okay for us this year. Nah, he sucks too. <laughs> he has he has been okay, but he is a bum. He is a bum. Yes, like like there's nothing around. So I think what Lamar does, it, it's I, I think it's, it's it's amazing what he's done. Yeah. And so yeah. I I so for me, I feel like my heart says the Ravens are gonna win. My mind says. You just can't bet. It's like when the Golden State Warriors went to five straight conference championships in the West. LeBron James, when he, you know, had his, his super team run with, with Miami and, and Cleveland and stuff like that. It's just guys, those are guys you just don't want to bet against, right? And I feel like it's hard to bet against Mahomes. But, I mean, he's been stopped before. You know, if Joe Barrow could stop Patrick Mahomes from reaching the Super Bowl once, why not Lamar Jackson? So I'm going to go Ravens hesitantly. I'm going to hes- hesitate, but I'm going to go with the Ravens. But I think it's going to be a, a fucking classic. I think this is going to be a classic game. I I don't see this game being anything less of a classic. So 35 so, to 7. Nah. <laughs> Nigga, you ain't playing Madden. You was not playing Madden right now, bro. <laughs> you was not playing. So Madden. we're so we're split. Two Chiefs, two Lion, two uh, Ravens, and then on the other side we're we're three one Niners Lions. Right, right, okay. Well, we have reached a uh, time to uh, light some things up here. <laughs> now more than ever, it is time to go center court. For the NBA. All right, gentlemen, we are kicking off, of course, with a fucking ridiculous story that broke in the evening last night. The Bucks have moved on from Adrian Griffin despite being second in the East and third overall in the entire NBA, um, which is, is crazy on the face of it. Then further, I shit you not, this is the, this is the reasoning. The reasoning that is going around right now Is they said, and you can look this up, this is real. They said, well, when we hired him, we didn't know if we were going to have championship aspirations because we didn't know if Giannis was going to get somewhere else. We didn't know if we were going to re- be able to re-sign some guys. And so, but now it looks like, you know, we're, we could be headed towards a championship. And to me, that is 
you know, I usually clear out for you guys for NBA, but I'll do a little bit of ISO ball here. That is like the most Bush League fucking ridiculous thing I've ever fucking heard in my life. Like you hired this guy not expecting him to like you like hired him to fire him like oh we'll just you know throw throw this dude a job we're not going anywhere anyways if 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 you know if we're it, it, just because we're not you know we're not expecting to go to a championship we're not going to be any good so fuck it just hire this guy and now that you are in contention for the championship which he has coached you to by the way he's not the guy for the job like you're better than you thought you were going to be so then he gets fired that is like kind of fucking disgusting, really, that you would hire this guy because you didn't think you were going to be a championship contender. What the fuck does that even mean, man? Like, I, you know, I try not to get too tash, but like, I kind of personally hope everything goes fucking wrong for the Bucks because that's some gross bullshit, man. Like, what that's... kind of a fucking. Poverty level fucking piece of shit franchise. Are you trying to look like saying you Let's... hired this guy because you didn't think you had championship aspirations? What the fuck are you talking about? Let's let's stop for a second because there's breaking news. Oh, I was it's hoping this was going to happen. It's official. The newest coach, the Milwaukee Bucks, is Doc fucking Rivers. <laughs> Doc, now, this is what I like to call a setup, right? A setup. But like they're, Doc, they're like admitting it. They're like admitting that they set him up. Like, that's fucking Doc, crazy. Like, this was always intended for Doc Rivers to, to come back in. I, I, there is no doubt in my mind that this was set up for Doc Rivers to come in, take over, and all of this shit goes the way it goes. There's no fucking doubt in my mind. Why is that? Because Doc Rivers, first of all, I don't want to hear his gravelly ass voice on goddamn ESPN when he's out there talking, right? I don't want to, but he also doesn't need to be on the sidelines. We saw what happened in Philadelphia. What's so different than the Philadelphia situation in Milwaukee? You got a playoff performer who has not done anything <clears throat> just like they had in Philadelphia. You do have a champion in Giannis, but Giannis, they didn't respect, obviously they didn't respect Griffin, didn't respect him at all, didn't think he was going to be there, but that's a problem. Dame, Damian Lillard had issues adjusting to the offense. You're Damian Lillard. You're a top 10 in three-pointers of all time. You got 20-plus thousand fucking What proof does he have that he wasn't adjusting to the offense? They're fucking, they got 30 wins. Is it winning will, what we're supposed to be out here doing? The truth of the matter with the Milwaukee oh, Bucks, the truth of the matter is when they lost Drew Holiday, they lost their best wing and guard defender. The best person you can put out there on the perimeter to compliment Giannis was gone. Why? In exchange for more offense, because this is an offense dominated league. Damian Lillard has never. Ever, 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 ever been good at defense in his entire, what, 12, 11, 12, 13 uh, year career. 
He is garbage. Capital G. A. I don't even feel like spelling it out. He's just garbage on defense. But the problem is that Damian Lillard played in Portland for 12 seasons, and he played a ball-dominant style. The offense that the Bucs run definitely goes through Giannis. Giannis has been averaging damn near, what, 30, 12, and, and 6 for the last, what, fucking six seasons or some shit, like five, six seasons? Damian Lillard comes in. He's supposed to just add piece, you know, add a piece to what they're doing. He has not, like, they've been successful, but we said this on the show. There were cracks in the armor. We saw there were some issues. I don't think that's coaching. I think that's literally, you gave him Malik Beasley and Damian Lillard as the backcourt. Offensively, you're not doing too shabby with that. Malik Beasley can hit threes. Damian Lillard is an amazing scorer, one of the best scorers in, in, the, in the game. But there's no defense. If you are someone who has a good backcourt, a decent, what would Damian Lillard and Malik Beasley do with Devin Booker and a healthy Bradley Beal? Granted, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker are not going to do too much of them either. But it's just those are the things that, that matter. So when it comes down to it, if you got to stand on the side and uh, stand on the side with with a Derek White and a Drew Holiday, what defensive prowess does Damian Lillard and Malik Beasley give you? Who on the Bucks is guarding both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum? Because that's who you got to beat. The Celtics are who you got to beat. Doc Rivers is going to help you do that as coach. I don't see how he can fix. The issue, which was not the coach, it was the lack of defensive ability from two players who have been a historically net negative on defense. That's the that's the matter of fact. That's the truth. And my issue is and always will be. Everybody likes to make somebody a scapegoat. They're doing it in L.A. with Darvin Ham. I'm not even watching a game right now because I don't want to see that garbage. But they're doing it to where, oh, it's the coach's fault, not the fact that the best players outside of the Lakers case, Anthony Davis plays great defense, but everybody else don't play great defense. It's no different than these other te- like these other teams, like the Gold State Warriors. They have you got Steph Curry. You got a Klay Thompson. Draymond Green was gone most of the season. He's their best defensive player person the best defensive mind that's what changes everything you lose when you have a defensive person to to lean on and Giannis is that in Milwaukee he can only do but so much if he's not even listening this motherfucker is taking the play like taking the clipboard and drawing s's and 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 t's and shit and you know and this is in the middle of a game or or when they show video of him the first game of the season I don't want to check out I'm gonna go back in and Griffin's like, uh, okay. If you don't respect your coach in some way, shape, or form, this is doomed. It's not going to work. And I don't know how Doc Rivers changes any of that. Because it's Doc Rivers, man. Like it's, it's fucking Doc Rivers. Like I just don't understand what he did or didn't do to not have their respect. They're fucking winning games. They're the third they told best him team he wasn't going to be there. He told him <sighs> that I, I fully believe 
that the thought process was always, he's not going to be here very long. That's it. Then why hire him? Those are the questions. Those are the questions. Yes. Tay, what the fuck? Um, well, I mean, the Bucks are just doing something different. At first, like, I kind of understand it, honestly. I understand it, because, all right, so, <laughs> this, right, let, let, let's, let me take you back. Just, just have an open mind. Just have, <laughs> just, just have an open mind. On I'm going this. on mute, and I'm staying on mute for, like, 10 minutes, so, yeah, yeah. All right, I understand. All right, okay. So, they play the Heat in round one. They got embarrassed. They got, they got embarrassed by the AC. Shouldn't happen. They got embarrassed. They had Drew Holiday singing, saying he was thinking about retirement. They had Giannis uh, saying he wasn't going to sign back. Chris Middleton's always hurt. You know, like, it wasn't looking good. It was looking like a rebuild was coming. Like, it, it was looking like the team was going to get blown up. So, they're going into the next season. You know, instead of going for a Doc Rivers, like a, I mean, I, I'm, I, I would call him a, a veteran coach, and he hasn't done anything since 2008. But they, they went out, and got a vet. Instead of going out and getting a veteran coach, you stay in house like they did. You bring in an assistant coach. There's nothing wrong with that. Like I don't have a problem with teams calling up assistant coach. I think that's how it should go. They, they call up the assistant coach. Which was handpicked by Giannis too. Don't let people like don't let people fool you. He wanted that. The team was very. They, that's exactly what they wanted. Dar, they like Darvin Ham. He used to be assistant coach. The Bucks love their assistant coaches. That's what they want. They handpicked them out, and they just wasn't looking too good for the Bucks at the time. They looked like they were going to rebuild. So, I would say they signed a rebuilding coach. If you get what I'm saying, like a in the I don't. I do not get what you're saying. I, I think that's like, my point. It's like that's fucking you bullshit. You don't get Doc Rivers. You don't hire Doc Rivers for a fifteen win team. You hire Doc Rivers for a fifty win team. Is what I'm saying. Okay, Doc Rivers, man, he sucks. I know. But, oh yeah, he does suck. But his okay, but the guy you do hire shouldn't be. Oh well, well, we only think that he can be the ceiling. That's the only reason we're giving him this job. Yeah, like I, I, I honestly do. Like it sucks for him. He'll get another job. Like, oh well, he'll he'll get another job. No, he I, won't. That's it. He'll get another job somewhere. Where's David Black? Where's David Black? He probably is a high school coach. Can you yeah. fucking imagine any of you guys, whatever you do for a living, you get hired for this job that you've worked your ass off for, and then you exceed your your section, your department exceeds the goals by 150%. And then they turn around and say, well, fuck, we didn't think this department was going to fucking perform so well. We got to get somebody better than you in here. You're the fucking person who led the department to those successes and fire you. Go, go take your resume somewhere else. That's fucking crazy. Like, I honestly, would I, that not seem fucking crazy? I like, I see what y'all are saying. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't like Doc Rivers isn't a good coach either. But I'm saying you don't go get a veteran coach for a rebuilding team because that's what the Bucks look like in the 
beginning of the offseason. They looked like they were trending downwards. You don't get a a high power coach. I, again, I'm not saying Doc, Doc Rivers is a coach like that. Like he has to coach a playoff team. His teams are going to go to the playoff series. You don't bring in Doc Rivers for the Jazz. Okay, it, but if if you coach a team to be the third best team in the NBA, then you are a fucking high powered coach. Right. That's uh, who was no. what was Bill Belichick before they won Super Bowls? Who was fucking Phil Jackson before they won championships? Who was saying. fucking anybody? Like I think Ross if you hire the guy and then he has success, then he is that guy. Well, I think Ross is like that. I ain't really reliant on coaches anyway. Like I ever, they don't. So play. then why fire him? <laughs> I mean, why keep him? Like yeah. I said, he's a rebuilding head coach, and they're not rebuilding. Obviously, aren't rebuilding. I like. You know, I, they don't play defense. I guess that could be something. Championship teams don't win with no defense. I don't think, like, again, I don't think Doc Rivers is helping that. But I'm just saying, like, he wasn't the best. I feel like that roster was so good. I'm gonna be, I am could coach them to 30 wins. I mean, you got Giannis. You got Damian Lillard. You better win 30 out of 42 games. I mean, that's, that's unacceptable if you don't. Like, I honestly don't think the coach is important. If you had yeah, it. that's unacceptable. It's the type of thing that'll get you fired. <laughs> so, my take on it: I hate that he got the David Black situation that happened to him. Like being second in your conference, getting fired is crazy. But I remember they said he got into it with Terry Stotts because that was his assist, his top assistant. And that was Dame's man's. You know, he coached him for so long in Portland. They got into it so bad where Stotts walked away. So in about a week or so, we're going to find out some stories about it being tension for sure. And if that's the case, like if there's more to it, then like fair enough, let's hear it. But the story that they decided to put out unprovocated was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, because like it was definitely a dirty mech by Glenn Rivers for sure. He is on ESPN with the cigarette smoothie voice and whatnot. And plotting on this the whole time. You just don't fire that man and then 12 hours later, his replacement already has a deal. Like, nah, it wasn't this even it wasn't even 12 hours. It's been like six. It has been six hours, yeah. That's crazy. So I don't know. I hope the Bucks pay for this. Glenn Rivers isn't gotta take you. He has most blown three one and three two leads. He's not going to take them over the hump. They'll fall short in the playoffs. Um, a lot's going to be on Damianis because they definitely set this up. Like, 43 games is outrageous. I hope he can get another job. I hope he don't get the David Black uh, Black ball. But that's pretty rough. And then, like, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy got let go for no reason because Doc Rivers was supposed to be the replacement. But he got a deal before the All-Star break. Why are you hating on the sub, the best uh, subless coach in uh, history? Why are you doing that? So we're just going to ignore like Red Arbeck and Casey Jones and How old are they guys right who there? won multiple oh, championships. No. <laughs> <years old. laughs> I mean, you can't diminish what they've in. done. He had to get it they got more time. wins than Doc. He Doc had, had a nice run, but he won one championship compared to their multiples. I mean, Bill Russell won multiple. Yeah, I mean, 
They Tommy Heinsohn won multiple, so like nah. He also the team. He better win that many games. When Doc Rivers was given a super team, he won. You need to respect it. We should have won more than one. You don't need to like Doc out of all people. You can't hate on Doc Rivers. You need. I don't hate Doc. I'm just saying, like that big three does a lot of heavy lifting on that resume. Because you look at his Orlando stint, he won Coach of the Year. They was like 41 and 41. They had multiple years. They was below 500. His year, they got fired. They went 22 and 60 something, if I'm not mistaken. And then the following year, they started off one and 14, and they fired him. He was the coach of the Celtics when we had an 18 game losing streak. He was the coach of um, the Clippers who fell short. That team was extremely talented, and that team should have won a championship, but they blew multiple three one leads to Josh Smith and James Harden. Then he blew multiple leads. He blew the one against Trey Young in Philadelphia. Then he blew the lead against us last season, let Jason Tatum drop 51 in game seven, and they lost by 40. Like, Doc has a lot of terrible losses on his resume. I still ain't forgiven for 2010 either. We blew a double-digit lead in game seven. Why is that his fault? What about the players? Nah, players are held accountable for sure. We didn't rebound well enough, and the referee was suspect, but that's another topic for another day. 21 fourth-quarter free throws. I would never watch that game again. But, um, yeah, it's just Doc doesn't – outside of 2008, he's a good coach. He's going to get you to the playoffs, but that will be it. In the playoffs, he ain't going to get you over the hump. He's not at that point in his career. Now, I thought he was going to actually chill and stay away from the game, but he's been immersed in the game since the 80s, so it's hard to shake. Any other thoughts, uh, Axe? What's 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 the haps in the NBA right about now? Shout out to Joel Embiid, like barbecuing Woo! and cooking. Yeah, right now. this week that kind of got that kind of got uh, stuffed away a little bit by this news. Uh, Joel Embiid and, and Cat the other night. Holy fuck! 70 points and 18 rebounds, like Embiid averaging 36 this season. It's just crazy what he's doing this season. He He's locked in on another level. And um, shout out to, um, yeah, Cat62, even though he took the L, that's definitely impressive. Um, shout out to the Heat. I think that was a pretty good move. I ain't going to front. Getting Terry Rozier is an upgrade. I, I can't yeah. hate on that. Um, trading a wash Kyle Lowry. And a late first round pick for Rozier. He's averaging 23, 7, and 4. Like, that helps him out a lot. They needed a move like that. Hey, other general NBA thoughts? Yeah, the, the, the Knicks are still rolling. I don't think the Knicks have lost since I was talking about it last time. You got the generational defender better than Ron Artest, whoever, whoever y'all were talking about. Oh, my God. That was the best trade in the past five years. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Give me a better trade than that in the past five years. Kawhi to the Raptors, man. Stop the bullshit. What year was that? Was that 2018? That was 2019, I believe. They won the championship in 2019. What year did he get traded? Oh, my God. Okay, whatever. Believe There's so point. many yeah. other trades I can think yeah. of. Like I'm OG. That was, oh, that was the trade of the century. That, that's what the Heat should have traded for. What 
you man, think the Porzingis trade we made is better than that OG trade? Fuck out of here, man. The Porzingis trade we made is better than that OG trade. Yeah, all right. Hey, what did you think of, uh, was it Becky Hammond who said that Jalen Brunson, they ain't going nowhere with Jalen Brunson? If if your best player is small, they ain't going to win shit? I'm not going to lie. I hate to say it. She was right. (laughs) I hate to say that, but she she was right. I believe the same thing. Like, if your best player is like, under six four, yeah, she's right. If you think about all of the past champs, like I hate this, I don't like that. Think about all the past champions. The best player on every championship team is above a certain height. They can impact the game. The only person, only anomaly is Steph Curry. When it comes to Brunson, it's the points, and he can give you some assists. But outside of that, he you can't switch him on Jason Tatum. It, that's not, he's not, he's just not tall enough. He's just not, he just wasn't born that way. I, I honestly do agree with that. Like, prove me, tell me if I'm wrong. All the past champions, their best player was of height. You can't give me no one outside of Steph Curry that's done that. Like, it, it's just how best of it. I hate to say that, but that's just how the NBA goes. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, in 1940, he wasn't even alive. Talking about Isaiah Thomas. Come on. No, he sucks. He is terrible. Don't get don't give me something about Isaiah Thomas. He sucks. He sucks. Yo, I didn't me and him got into it about Zeke already. He hates Zeke. And I I it blows my mind, bro. Like Isaiah Thomas sucks. Yo, he would be a bench player if he was in this NBA. Oh my god, he'd be a bench player. He's like five (laughs) one. He wouldn't do nothing to this league. He, oh my god, he couldn't guard anyone. He would get locked up. All these six five point guards, he wouldn't make it. F. He'd be horrible. He, Isaiah Thomas, and again, that was in the eighties. What the hell, yo? What the fuck is wrong with you? What, Isaiah, <laughs> what the fuck, yo? Like I, I was gonna be on mute, and I was like, nah, like let me, let me come back off of mute for a second. So I was in the middle of doing something. I was like, all right, no. Isaiah Thomas does not suck. First of all, that is that is nigga, you is you smoke crack, boy. Like, what's wrong with you? You can <laughs> now, if you want to say Isaiah Thomas is not, you know, something. All right, like maybe he 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 ain't the flashiest player, but he was a very flashy player for his time. And and like everything old don't time. suck. For everything time. old don't suck. I'm gonna tell you that because half these niggas is trash. Today. He wore underwear and, shorts. Like, if you played back then. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, now the, him and Stockton, I ain't going to lie. They sure they, 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 I ain't going to disagree with you on that. <laughs> but that's a whole different discussion. They ain't got nothing to do with hooping. They got nothing to do with how you hoop, though. <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, one of the best point guards that ever lived. Can't, you cannot, cannot do that. He played Let against Magic. Known. He played against the Jordans. He played against the greatest. These are the greatest players. Be real. I, I can name 50 point guards. See, even the dog is like, what is your fucking bullshit. problem? Yep. See, that's the same. All right, bro. With Trey, Tay is as disgraced to this podcast enough for, for this week. Uh, we're split. Ridiculous. 
<laughs> we're split tier two ravens chiefs three one lions 49ers we don't know what the fuck the bucks are doing and hope for nothing but the worst for them and hope all the bad things in the world happen but that to them and nobody but them uh and packers fans you better be grateful for the season you had and shut the fuck up please check out the pin tweets me on twitter true on twitter uh, I'm MNCVKG. He is DAR, True God. Please check those out as we at DAR Sports Media are official NBA and NFL apparel affiliates. We're not asking you to go out and buy something for us. We're saying if you were ready to go get some gear anyways, please just use our link. It helps support the pod, DAR Sports Media, as we continue to grow, continue to conquer. It's going to be a big year for 2024. We've got some big plans for later on this week. Big week in wrestling. Huge week in wrestling. Uh, especially what just happened yesterday as you were hearing this. All going to cover. It's going to be a massive week in wrestling episode this week. Might even put it out a day early because we're feeling so festive. Unlike, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about, you know what? Tay, you've done enough damage. And DAR Sports Media is going to be doing all kinds of damage because the world of DAR never stops. (laughs) 